1: this is the busted open podcast
2: you can listen to the full show monday through saturday from 9 a.m to noon
1: eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel 156 welcome to busted open podcast the master's class and we have our array of teachers because school is in session class is in session so let's go we got wwe hall of famer mark henry we have wwe hall of famer bully ray and we have the innovator of violence tommy dreamer and today we're doing hall of fame heavyweights that's right the greatest big men in the history of pro wrestling so mark we'll start with you because i i have a feeling that anybody that's listening to this show right now probably knows who your choice is going to be but we start with our own big man the one and only mark henry
2: but they, there will be no hints. We're gonna go straight to the juggler. Uh, I believe that Andre the Giant is uh, the greatest big man of all time. One because there was never anybody like him. Uh, with his mindset of understanding the psychology of wrestling, knowing who he was, what he was good at, and what he shouldn't do, and the fact that he was recognizable on every part of the planet, even today as we speak, Andre the Giant has a posse. Andre the Giant. There are stickers and posters and murals of Andre all over the country. As the as traveling talent, uh, bully, and Tommy and myself we we've seen these stickers and posters because we drive everywhere. And I would go so far as to say, I've seen the sticker on a big wall by the airport when you leave Mexico city. So it's, it's not just in America, you go to Montreal, you go to anywhere in Canada, Andre is a God there. And those are just the two neighboring countries. I'm, I'm very sure, I wish that we could put out uh, a message to all our fan base around the world. Take a picture the next time you see the Andre mural uh, or sticker, and I guarantee you, they would come from everywhere on the planet. Being the most recognizable figure, not wrestler, you would recognize Andre with Muhammad Ali. You would, you would you recognize Andre with Pele. You would recognize Andre... With Babe Ruth, Andre the Giant was a great wrestler, but he was the he was more recognizable than presidents, the Queen of England. Everybody knew who Andre was. That's why I pick Andre as my all-time greatest big man. You know, Mark, you just said something
3: which kind of triggered an idea, which I think will be fun for the busted open nation, like around the world who listen to our podcast. So starting tomorrow, Dave, what we should do is we should send out a tweet from the busted open account that if you see the Andre sticker, no matter where you are in the world, take a picture of it, post it to social media and we'll all retweet it because that'll give us a great idea of like, you know, just, you know, the depth of what you're saying that Andre hit around the world mark. And plus it also lets us know who's listening and from where. Yeah. And from where, yeah. yeah. We, get, we get cool. tweets all the time, like people from New Zealand and Australia and God knows where. So if the sticker's
1: there, we want to see it. Yeah, the first time I saw it was on Broadway, like on a lamppost. Like at the bottom of the lamppost, there was like that sticker. And I was like, you know, and it was almost like you walk by and you see it and then I had to stop and go back. It was like, is that Andre? Like it's, <laughs> yeah. you know, but like like you said, Mark, easily recognizable. Um, you don't even have to be a wrestling fan to know who Andre the Giant was, especially back in the seventies. You know he he was on a couple episodes of The Six Million Dollar Man. You know he was Sasquatch. Like, you know, yeah, and then in the eighties he was in The Princess Bride. Like, you know, uh, you didn't necessarily have to be a wrestling fan who know to know who Andre the Giant was. So actually, Mark, that's an excellent pick. All right, Tommy, who you got? Dave.
4: No, uh, I wanted to say that, you know, in today's generation, we always talk about mainstream characters or Mm. who's coming over like a Ronda Rousey or then what wrestlers leave wrestling to become mainstream, like The Rock, John Cena, Batista. Think of Andre stayed in wrestling and was mainstream because the six million dollar man was the hottest show uh, at that time. And like he stayed to the business that he loved, but was mainstream, like like Mark said bigger than anybody and the other side note that andre has a posse the designer of that he uh designed the campaign uh stuff for obama i don't know if you knew that either
1: Yep. Okay. i did
4: not know that yeah That's- it's uh i i saw a whole documentary about it and it was just fascinating well this was like his first gig and then he became this world famous uh you know artist
1: and wow. then you, you you say larger than life was there anybody that was more larger than life than andre the giant Like, you know, you you look at any kind of superstar, any any actress, actor, uh, singer, entertainer, they can find a way to kind of blend in somehow, some way. You know, Andre could never do that no matter where he went because he stuck out, you know, whether it was at the airport, a store, you know, anywhere. He was literally larger than life.
2: His stories, Dave, the stories of Andre, people still tell them today. Yep. I mean, just as recently as the HBO documentary uh, about his life, (laughs) my manager, the guy that's, you know, responsible for uh, helping guide my strength career, he's the guy that wrote the article in Sports Illustrated about Andre. He traveled with Andre for a month on the road just to get a feel for what it was like to be him and to see what he goes through. And those stories are still being told today.
1: No
3: the, doubt the, 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 the last thing I did on my very last night with the WWE, when I was leaving the arena, I, I walked out and there's a, one of the 18 wheelers right in front of me. And on the back of the 18 wheeler is Andre. Larger than larger than life. And, and I took a selfie, you know, with the picture because that was the boss of all bosses. Like in the mafia, we have the boss of all bosses. Well, Andre was the boss of all bosses. When Andre passed away, kind of passed down and Taker became the boss of all bosses. And one of the I'm getting goosebumps just about to t- I've told the story maybe once, but I'm, I'm going to tell it again real quick after becoming friends with Taker, as we all have become and earning his respect and being one of his, you know, like one of the boys I'm sitting at a bar with him one night and having a, having a shot and a beer. And he said, Bubba, Andre would have really liked you and Devon. And, and to hear that was a huge deal for me growing up the Northeast, same thing for Devon too, but that was a big deal to know that he would have accepted you in his locker room. So, I mean, th- as far as compliments. Are and if he I- did
2: not I want you in his locker room, gone. You were gone.
3: And listen, my pick, when we get to my pick, Andre did not like my pick. Oh, and made this. life really difficult for my pick. And Tommy might even have any, some better stories. because Hey, let's give like, Tommy and go straight to Bully. You want to yeah. just go to my pick then?
1: Well, I mean, because I was going to say Bully. and I, I even got to do I'm,
4: jobs I'm, on the podcast.
1: Uh, Damn. No, was... you can
4: go next. You can go next. I'm only guy. kidding. I'm playing. No, no, but,
1: but really quick, Bully, because I don't mention his name because I know it's not your pick. You know, Big John Stud. Andre made his life so miserable that he quit because he just couldn't take, you know, Andre the giant because not that Andre felt threatened, but big John stud came in. He did, he did the whole gimmick of, you know, stepping over the top rope and like Andre made his life extremely difficult to the point where he walked away from the business. Wow.
4: Tommy, who's yours? This was a, a hard pick, and it's a hard pick for a lot of times. If we go generational, you know, Gorilla Monsoon gets lost in that. But Gorilla Monsoon was a draw even as a special referee when I'm growing up as a kid. I've had the pleasure of working with every big man. And, and when I also it, – it's weird. When you think of big men, you kind of think on the heavyset side. But I also think of, like, the Mike Awesomes, or I think of – like Billy Gunn is gigantic. Uh, Madman Fulton is so big. These are, you know, modern day big men. And, and I've been blessed to work with, you know, so many. Terry Gordy's another big boss man. One man gang. The list goes on and on. Another person who. Paul White. I was just going to say should get those flowers as well. Uh, and we've all worked with him is Big Show. Paul White. It, it's just what he with he able to distribute his weight, I friggin suplexed him and I could never do that if he didn't help me. Uh, so there, the list goes on and on Ernie, the big cat lad, so many. And I'm, but my choice is because I've said this many, many times, but it's because of his journey. Um, I've always said I would work every day of the rest of my life with Mark Henry. Um, but it's also because of Mark Henry, uh, his journey. I'm not saying this because he's my friend. I'm going outside and talking about the performer. When I Mark Henry was in this business, everyone talks about, oh, they couldn't fire him. Uh, I was there when they were, they sent him down to Louisville because they wanted him to fail when he wasn't the best in the ring. Uh, then he suffered injuries. He suffered all these setbacks. He was at times not, he ate a lot of humble pie uh, because of that inexperience And thrust on top onto television And I know why Bubba is so passionate About wrestling schools But I also know why Mark is so passionate About taking advice To being better Because Mark almost at the point was like Just get the fuck out of our business But he just continued to strive And do better He had a counter Again injuries People not wanting to do it He had a counter racism And all these things He It snapped for him And he, he got it. And I used to have to go out there and have matches where I'm told you can't bump this guy. You can't bump this guy for 11 minutes. And we'd still have the people Mark at times. He's not, when he's winded, you can't move him, but he's still selling and doing his job. And I'll tell you some of the scariest things. Mark would put you on that bottom, that second rope. And he'd be like, stay, Or we had this communication where he would just put his hand on me and I'm not moving. And you would feel the ring shaking and you would be like, he's going to break my neck. He's going to kill me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then all of a sudden it would feel like your hair would move and I would sell it. And he would land on his feet and he'd look at the people and the people would be going nuts for him. And he'd get this amazing reaction. But then when he's a heel, he would turn that amazing reaction because he didn't want that baby face pop. And I got to work with two sides of Mark Henry and that championship side, whenever there was someone who won a title or deserved a title, it was Mark because he put in that hard work and he listened to everybody and he got more out of selling when he had that friggin' predator alien hairstyle and the hair was going everywhere. He did it when he wasn't supposed to do it and he became a success and he became everything that the WWE wanted him to be. But he had, a, again, he went the the long, hard route to get there when most people would have quit. But Mark persevered. And that's why he's a legit Hall of Famer, not in just wrestling and other sports. But Mark is the greatest big man that I have ever worked. And I worked everybody. Because he could have hurt you. He could have quit. He could have done a lot of things differently. Or if he got uh, lost in his own head. Who the hell is gonna stop Mark Henry at that time? The guy friggin' bends a wrench. Hey, Mark, you're gonna lose tonight. Okay, I'll just snap somebody's leg and then I'll win the I'm t- win the match, win the title. That's the true pro that Mark is. And again, Mark, I'm I'm saying this not as your friend, but as the outsider Tommy Dreamer, watching you and then being blessed to work with you. And the biggest compliment, I say this all the time, I would work every single day for the rest of my career with you because I knew it would get the garnered reactions that we're supposed to have. And I'm not going to get hurt. I don't say that about Bully because he hurt me more than anybody.
3: This is my favorite part of the podcast when Mark starts to cry. But it's the truth. I know, I'm agreeing with you. And I'll take it a step further because when you look at the, Mark was brought in Mark might have loved wrestling, but the journey from beginning to end shows like the the growth. like you take these other big men, the growth of Andre. Andre was always a you know a, a, a great big man from day one. Mark was not a great big man from day one. Mark was just a big man. but what he evolved into in the business lends credibility to everything you're saying. That's what, when you when when we look at certain guys like certain Kurt Angle is Kurt Angle great yeah well of course he's great because he's Kurt freaking Angle he's a, he's, a, he's a gold medalist why wouldn't he have survived and made it in our industry Mark Henry yeah he was a big man but he had no wrestling background all of a sudden you get thrown into the deep end with the great whites and when Mark started it was a Shark Tank full of great whites yes or no Mark. Yes. Hard to tread those waters mentally in the locker room back in the day, right? Not only did you have to become good to great in the ring, you had to become great in the back quickly. And that shows a lot of growth and growing in the back with the boys is just as important, if not more important than growing
4: in that ring. And, and putting the matches with the Rey Mysterio, putting a TLC, putting all the, a hardcore match with Tommy Dreamer, things that aren't his forte. And, and Mark, I remember would listen as well as Mark would take people's advice and apply it. And I know the passion that Mark has for this business, but I also know why Mark says the things he does. He wants everybody to make it because nobody realizes the shit he went through. And Mark, I'll tell you this story. I don't know if I have ever told you. Um, I'm not going to say the people, but a friend of mine told me that uh, you had gotten away from catering and someone put a shit sandwich or someone basically put shit in your food. And that person walked up to the person who did it and said, take that away. And then you, were, you came back and said, no, man, don't eat that. And it was this weird little moment. Don't know if you remember this. Don't know. I'm not going to say who it was. And literally then went to the person said, if you don't remove that, I'm going to take you out. And then that rib was gone. And that's not a that's not a rib. That's messed up stuff. So that's uh, I'll tell you off the air, because I don't want people when we do these things, they talk about the negative as opposed to the positive. Yeah, I, I know, I know what happened. To, here's we, a guy we'll who was about supposed it. To make it. And he friggin' made it, and that's why you're my best big man. Thank well, you, I
3: mean, I, I I agree with with with, with Tommy on everything, um, and obviously, Mark, I agree with you on Andre. Uh, Dave, do you have a particular big man that you think was the greatest of all time?
1: Yeah, and and uh, he's six ten, three hundred and nine pounds, bully, and that's the Undertaker. Um, you know, when we look at the Super Bowl of pro wrestling, it's it's still WrestleMania and probably even more, and we've talked a lot about the Royal Rumble over the last week, right? Um, During that reign and during that undefeated streak, to me, those matches with The Undertaker at the Super Bowl of Pro Wrestling, WrestleMania, meant more than the championship matches. And when you look at The Undertaker and what he was able to do as a big man, you know, know, from his speed, his quickness, you know, what, what he could do to his opponent. Just the aura of The Undertaker. And, Bully, you were just talking about it before. You know, a locker room leader and somebody that you looked up to. Uh, to, to, to me, it's The Undertaker.
3: Nobody's going to disagree with your choice. I mean, no, it, we, we all shared a locker room with him. And if there was a real problem, that's who you went and talked to. That's who you dealt with. That's why we called him the boss. Um, I put eight staples in the back of his head. And I thought he was going to kill me. And instead he sat me down and he educated me and he taught me and he spoke to me like a gentleman in low tones. And I never forgot that lesson.
1: But and also, my go ahead. and bully the other thing too, on top of it, is when you look at some of the greatest matches of all time in Evolve the Undertaker, to me, the greatest match in WrestleMania history is the match that he had with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25, and that was obviously a a little bit later in his career, and here we are. He records the documentary The Last Ride. He says he's done, and still somebody like an idiot like Mills is still screaming his name, hoping that maybe we see him come back. Like, you know, he's one of those guys that a fan like me just can't let go of, you know, just uh, still wanting to see a little bit more. It's a blessing and a curse, but to me, it's the undertaker. Okay. Go ahead, bully.
3: Well, as we're talking, um, I came into this podcast with my idea for the best big man. And the name of this edition of the master's class is, is um, hall of fame heavyweights. Mm -hmm. I'm going to change my pick I'm going to explain why, but my original pick is Bam Bam Bigelow because Bam Bam Bigelow should have already been inducted into the Hall of Fame. Bam Bam Bigelow was an agile man, a great worker, could do it all. Mm -hmm. And Bam Bam Bigelow got more out of Lawrence Taylor in one of the most memorable WrestleMania matches that involved people outside of our business. It's, It's Bam Bam Bigelow that made that match happen. On a side note, Andre hated Bam Bam Bigelow, right, Tommy? Yeah. Did not like him for whatever reason. It could have been that Northeast kind of thing, you know, wh- whatever. But Andre was not a fan of Bigelow, made his life miserable. And that's what Mark was talking about. If he liked you, you're good. If he didn't, you bet. He didn't like Sean. You know, there were a couple other guys he didn't like and made life miserable for them. So Bigelow is my original choice for best big man for, for uh, so many different reasons, including the obvious ones, including his agility, his, his I hate this word, but I'll just say his work rate for, you know, back
2: in the day. But he as inspired we're... a new generation of big man, too. Nobody cartwheeled. Nobody did forward roll splashes. Rob Van Dam does the, uh, they, what, do, what do you call Rolling it? Thunder. Rolling thunder, splash. Yep. That was Bigelow. Yep. That was Bigelow's. That was a 310 pound man doing it. And I, w- I thought that Bigelow was cool. I'm, I'm, I'm needle phobic. I'm, I, you, you try to touch me with a needle, uh, you, you, you're going to be in a fight for your life. The thought that he had tattoos of fire for hair <laughs> as a little kid, I was like, that is the coolest shit <laughs> I ever saw. And I asked my mom, could I do that before? <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. He there was Bigelow should be in the Hall of Fame. He should be. He inspired a level of uh bully said the work rate. I'm not gonna say the work rate. I'm gonna say that he inspired and in innovated the style of the big man into. You just don't have to do bear hugs and uh, uh, clotheslines. He He made it okay. He made he made it more versatile to be a big man in wrestling.
3: He made it okay for a bigger guy to do some of the things and moves that some of the smaller guys uh, would do. But as we're talking, like I said, I did change my mind because to me, there's only one thing in pro wrestling that makes any one guy better. Than the other, and it's the only tangible thing we really have in wrestling, and that's money. Money is the only real thing. This is just my opinion, guys. You can't you can't do anything with star ratings. You can only do so much with your Marriott points or your Delta miles. But at the end of the day, what makes you great? The amount of zeros on your paycheck every week, and no other big man made more money and drew more money than Hulk Hogan might not be a popular choice, but as far as big men are concerned, Hulk. And if you watch Hulk's stuff in Japan, it shows you how smart Hulk Hogan really was because in Japan, he stepped up his game for the Japanese style in America, he did only what he had to do to make it work. He sold, he blew a comeback and he hit his finish much like dusty did. Dusty was a genius for selling, blowing a comeback and hitting his finish. And I don't think Hulk gets that, that genius uh, moniker enough also for doing the same thing. I think because of the money he drew and the money he made Hulk Hogan, my opinion, best big man. I know you want to say
2: something, Mark. Hulk Hogan did two things that no big man had ever done before him. Number one, <clears throat> Tommy still got me choked up. Number one, Hulk Hogan did not take it as a weakness to take everybody's shit. I mean, give me the bulldog. Give me the the insiguri out of the corner. The give me the, the any kind of wrist lock, go go plata, whatever you wanted to give him. He felt like it was only going to make him look stronger when he got out of it. And the second thing is he invoked emotion by coming back from. That all that torment, and then you would hit him, and he would just go. Mm, mm, mm. You would hit him again, and he would point at you, and all of the people in the crowd would stand up and, oh my God, you see what he he you can't. He's impervious to. He blew a comeback better than anybody in the history of wrestling, including Shawn Michaels. And then, <laughs> you people are gonna? Go, I don't know, Mark. No. You think about every time that he went, you and the whole crowd said it at the same time. Never happened before.
1: Mark, you had to live through it. I always say, and and I'm not the biggest Hogan fan in the world, but there would be no WrestleMania without Hulkamania. That was just a tie into Hulkamania at the time. Who knows if Vince McMahon would have been able to push the WWF nationally if he didn't have Hulk Hogan. And Bully's right, because I, I know what Tommy could tell, could tell you, too. If I if you went to a WWF show in '84 and Hogan wasn't on the on the card, you got five or six thousand people. If he was on the card, you got it sold out, and that's and that's that's a fact because I've been at both those shows, and you can't say that about any other star in the history of pro wrestling other than Hulk Hogan.
4: Dave, uh, I wasn't here yesterday uh, last week for the podcast, but I just want to invoke some. Heal reactions from my audience, so I just kind of figure we uh wrap yeah, things yeah, up. Oh, so wow.
1: Piece of shit garbage. Wow, so Tommy Dreamer, wow. 49ers cap on wh- one of his many favorite teams. Uh, let's see. All if my teams, teams are in the playoffs, baby. Yeah, yeah. Well, well maybe by the time this easy when you like every
3: single team in the league.
1: I hope by the time this podcast drops, your 49ers are no longer going to be a part of the playoffs. All right, Tommy. Fraud. Fraud. Uh, fraud. Uh, The (laughs) Masters class, thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the Busted Open podcast. Comment. Also, listen to our daily show, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time on SiriusXM. Fight Nation to Bully Ray, Mark Henry, Tommy Dreamer. This is Dave LaGreca. Talk to you next week right here on the Busted Open podcast.